Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. This is a show about your health, your life, and much more with our rotating cast of experts. To catch up on past episodes, you can visit talk1370.com slash experts. And of course, if you would like a question answered on our show, feel free to email us, asktheexperts at talk1370.com. Today, we'll be discussing all the things you need to know before purchasing a home. So joining me in the studio today is president of Townbridge Homes, Aaron Levy. Aaron is a conscious land developer and a green home builder here in sunny Austin, Texas. Also in the studio is Brittany Ward, a local real estate agent for the Moats team at Keller Williams. Brittany, Aaron, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Would you all like to start off with maybe a little bit more about yourselves so our listeners get to know you and who you are, what you do in the Austin community? Sure. Uh, I've been here in Austin about a decade now. Uh, My background, my education is actually in architecture. And then I just discovered that I'd rather be more hands-on in the field and moved into uh, an opportunity with my father-in-law, actually. So it's a family business before him, his father-in-law. So we've got about six decades of building experience in the company. Great. And Brittany? Yeah. So I've been in Austin about a decade as well. I am a University of Texas graduate. I have been in real estate now for about five years and work with one of the top um, 25 teams here in Austin as the lead agent on our real estate team. Well, that's great. And like I said, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys in here. Um, I think you're actually one of the first people that we have on the show to speak about buying homes. So with that said, what are some of the things our listeners should consider when buying a home? Well, first and foremost, uh, same thing when I build a custom home for somebody, I like to tell them that it's you got to know your end game, where your goals, where you need to be financially. Is it something that's feasible for you? You really need to do some digging in in your finances and make sure that uh, you are prepared and this is a smart decision. Uh, sometimes the right decision may be just doing a remodel in your own home if you're feeling that you need some change, but making a decision to purchase is really one of the largest investments you can make in your life. Uh, Also, become familiar with the market. You can do studies on your own. Obviously, with the internet, there's a plethora of information. I like to say you should always engage a professional, even though there's so much information out there. Uh, Somebody like Brittany could attest to it that really the ins and outs of the purchase, you really want somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to that, you know, when you're when you're first starting to decide, Aaron's 
right in that it is one of the biggest financial purchases most anybody makes in their lifetime. So you want to make sure your finances are in order. You want to make sure you know specifically what you're looking for, um, what the end goal is. Um, and yes, there the internet is everybody's friend and there is so much information out there and it's great. And now more than ever, you can truly do a lot of your market research ahead of time before you contact somebody. But you really want to make sure you're speaking with builders and lenders and real estate agents as they are the key experts in their market and their industry to know what they're looking for. What is something that someone should look for? Definitely if this is their first home, if they've rented their entire life and now they're going to make this purchase. To make sure it's their right home? Okay. Well, there's a number of things to consider. You really need to know, as Brittany kind of pointed out, your needs, your wants versus your needs. Uh, and, and when you make an investment, sometimes you really have to put yourself in check because a lot of times people are driven by their wants and not their needs. But ultimately, uh, you reach the most satisfaction when your needs are met. So get real with that, with your partner, if you have a partner, if you're doing this on your own, uh, get real with yourself on what those true needs are for what a home needs to provide for you. And needs, of course, are, are going to go for space. Spatial, um, you know, the rooms themselves are there certain rooms that you know you need in your home do you work from your house uh storage you know anticipation of storage growth are you going to grow as a family as a partnership whatever your situation may be one of the things that i watch a lot of first-time homeowners do especially in the austin area because it Austin can be scary and it can, it can seem not affordable to a lot of first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is, but what will end up happening is people will start looking more into the suburbs and to outskirt communities because they want three or four bedrooms when they may not have kids. And they, they think for resale value, I need to be in a great school district. And I think what you have to remember, um, commute time and travel to work is super important. And um, that's where you end up spending anywhere from an hour to two hours of your day, depending on where you live. And two, I also try to remind first time home buyers, you need to love it and you need to know what you need. But on average, um, the first time home buyer only stays in their first house five to seven years, if that. So it's you're typically not buying your forever home. So don't get so locked into thinking you have to have every single thing on that checklist. Right, of some kind of dream home. I mean, that's yeah. not your first home purchase. No. Yeah, dream home is something that you get to eventually. Yeah, like yes. two or three down the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, with that said, what, what makes a good lender out there? So um, I highly recommend when you are first starting to get... Um, starting to kind of turn the wheels on purchasing a house, you meet with two to three lenders. There's a few different things um, that will help lenders send out. They are all going to be competitive in rate interest rates, um, even though, you know, they're set federally and, and statewide, they are, um, they can be negotiated and there can be some flexibility. So you want to talk with three different people. You also want to know what incentives that lender is offering. Um, the lender is truly one of the key people in a real estate, a residential real estate purchase in this transaction, meaning that, um, I mean, you don't get to buy the house if that loan doesn't go through underwriting. All the T's being crossed and I's being dotted come from the lender side of the business. So you want to make sure it's somebody, A, that you're comfortable with and B, that's going to be a good communicator. You don't want to be the one that's having to reach out constantly saying, hey, where are we on this? What are we doing? You know, make sure when you're interviewing with lenders, you're asking that lender what are your communication preferences? How often are you going to be reaching out to me? How am I going to know what part of the transaction my loan currently is in? Um, and things like that. Yeah, the lender could be the factor that makes it fall apart, mm -hmm. especially even close to the end when you think you're already there. 
um, and considerations of like big shop versus something local too. You really do want something personable. Now, companies, larger banks or Intuit or whoever's got, you know, these loan offers that they are really good at advertising, putting out there. Yeah, you, you may want to compare them and shop it, but you also do want to go to the smaller ones, go to credit unions, go to uh, mortgage mortgage lenders who are not a bank themselves, but maybe are handling the, the, the um, transaction of the mortgage. Uh, somebody who's going to help you see that through uh, is definitely important. Um, I think Aaron hit it with um, local lenders. And one of the reasons those guys can be so key, um, they know the local market. And when some of the big banks start sending their appraisers and different people out, they just don't know the market. And the Austin market in certain areas can be a hard one to understand and know. And and the house needs to appraise if you want to buy it. So um, the local lenders really know the local market well. Absolutely. Well, hey, before we go any further, I would like to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you. So, Aaron and Brittany, would you mind letting us know some of the websites that we can reach you at? Sure. Our website is townbridgehomes.com. Uh, it's got all of our information on their communities, uh, available homes, just our history, story, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, our company website is austinhomes.forsale. It's a fun place to go. You can um, shop anything that's on the market in Austin on there. Learn a little bit about our a little bit about our team here in Austin, um, and start your journey there. All right. So I think we have time for one more question before we take our first break. What are some of the best questions to ask when you find a home you like? Uh, you know, it kind of depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at a new home versus a resale, so on the new home side. Um, you know, things that I would point out because as the builder, uh, I'm aware of these things and I like to make it clear to the people that are purchasing our home. Is it in an HOA? Is there an association? Do your, do your research, read through that, understand what you're signing on to because HOAs do have responsibilities or limitations possibly on the things you can do with your property. Um, parking. What's the situation with the parking in your driveway? Same thing with a new home. You may, you may look at it and that might be the last thing you're looking at. And then you buy your home, you move in and you discover, wait a second, where are my guests going to park? There's actually no provided parking for these people. Those are things you want to think about. Other things um, you may want to test out for yourself is what is your commute? You know, Brittany had pointed this out before, but is if this is the right home for you, do you know what your commute looks like? Test it out one time, you know, go over there one morning before your normal commute time and drive it. See if that works for you. I'll talk from a resale perspective. Um, So when you are looking to purchase a home that is not brand new, um, usually the um, things that we advise or I advise buyers on when they start the process, you know, one of the first questions is, has there been any remodeling or updates done to the house? If there has been remodeling done, was it permitted? Um, Did they pull everything they were supposed to through the city or did somebody just come in and flip it and hope that the city wouldn't catch them? Because at the end of the day, once you take over ownership of that house, that becomes your issue, not the um, contractor that came in and did the flip. So you just want to do your due diligence there. How long has the current owner lived in the house? One important question. This is more for negotiation tactics than anything, but why are they selling? Is it because they're, is it because they're moving? Um, is it because they didn't love something about the house? Things like that. Um, other than that, really the things you want to go over, what does the HOA allow? Is there an HOA if there is one? Um, what doesn't allow? What does it restrict you from doing? Can you park your RV in the driveway? <laughs> Most likely, probably not in the city of Austin. So, um, And it's a beautiful place to be outdoors a lot. So things like that. 
Um, another thing that can help you be a little more competitive as a buyer when you are looking um, at a resale home, find out if the seller needs a lease back. So are they selling because they need to purchase another house, but they may need an extra 30 days after the house closes to live in it a little bit longer? Those are all questions up front that can help you decide, does this property make the most sense for me? And it looks like it's time for a break, but don't go anywhere. We have more Ask the Experts coming up right here on Talk 1370. If 1370. Welcome back to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're speaking with Aaron Levy with Townbridge Homes and Brittany Ward, the local real estate agent from the Moats team at Keller Williams. Now, Aaron and Brittany, continuing our conversation on all the things our listeners should know before purchasing a home, could you let us know how to identify a good builder? Or contractor. Sure. Uh, you know, it's really important, just like when you're talking about the lenders, you know, do your homework, get references, do some research, uh, interview as many people as you can. I mean, same thing when I'm building a home, I don't sign a contract with a contractor without having bid it out to five different people. Um, you know, and that goes for your builder or contractor if you're having somebody do work on your own home, if it's a remodel or addition. Uh, you know, there's also resources, the Better Business Bureau, obviously Yelp or Angie's List and things like that as well. Um, and then, you know, you also have to just trust your gut because there is something about intuition that's really important that people sometimes seem to forget about. But you should know if you have a certain feeling, whether it's a good or a negative feeling, that that's probably something you want to hold on to in the process. Something else I would consider is transparency. And, and, you know, we make a really strong effort with Townbridge Homes to be as transparent as possible because it's really important when somebody's making such an investment that they know the truth as to what they're getting. It's sometimes easy to just think things get covered up inside the walls or in the process without knowing for sure. Uh, you know, and there are ways whether... Um, you know, whether it's just through what they tell you or there's certain systems, we use something that's a portal, it's called Builder Trend. There's also Co-Construct. There's other programs out there that allow you to kind of get into the process through, you know, photographs, scheduling, stuff like that. So you can really start to see that they're actually getting the job done and getting the job done right. I mean, there is always the consideration. You don't always want to know how the sausage is made, right? Um, you know, because that could be daunting for people. It's a lot to handle when you're building a home or you're remodeling or doing an addition. But it is good to kind of keep your finger on the pulse. I can honestly say, buyers um, of Townbridge products, they truly see what's in the walls. They use. Um, the programs and systems that Aaron has put in place to actually see photos of what is going in their walls. Now, whether they choose to look and care and, and it's totally on the buyer, but the transparency is completely there. Well, what is currently trending in Austin socially versus economically in terms of buying a home? I know we spoke a little bit about this on the break, but can you guys elaborate on that for me a little bit? Yeah. So um, I'll speak to it in terms of... Um, Economically, so I actually just went to a forecast luncheon here about a week ago, and cyclically, we should see a downturn in any real estate market every seven to eight years. Austin's going on 10, um, and so a lot of people have this thought that we're in a real estate bubble or a, a market bubble, and, and truly, um, the Austin Chamber of Commerce 
um, stats still show that we have over, I think it's like 168, don't quote me on that, but 168 people <laughs> daily moving to the city mm-hmm. and we just don't have the inventory to support it. So one of the great things about new construction, um, it really gives buyers opportunity that doesn't exist in resale. Um, to have a healthy real estate market, you really need an average of about six months worth of inventory on a market. Austin, the last probably five years, has only averaged about three to four months. And truly, we thought we were going to see that shift a little bit back to that six-month mark um, coming into 2018. And believe it or not, we were only at about a month and a half's worth of inventory in January and then about two and a half months in February. We just, the buyers just keep booming and keep coming in. And when you have that, you've got the demand um, that's on the market. So still heavy seller's market, but buyers are getting smarter, which is a good thing. Yeah. And economically too, Austin's pretty much one of the few anomalies. There's certain things that keep Austin a little safe from what would be a typical downturn in a market because we've got a capital. Mm -hmm. uh, We've got a a large university, which is, you know, a big set of population here. Um, The industries have really improved here as far as, you know, especially on the um, tech tech industry. Um, But you you put some of these factors together and it really kind of pads Austin from, you know, the, the concern that most other people would have across the nation. Um, and then also socially, I mean, there's a lot of trends happening here. I mean, you, you know, the east side has been trending for the last few years and it's getting a little oversaturated. You'll right. find that like you, you can't buy a lot for under $300,000. I mean, you know, it's not affordable. And that's a, that is an issue here in Austin, you know, affordability. Like how do we create affordability and find affordability in Austin? Um, you know, over the last few years, there has been a major um flux out towards the suburbs, as Brittany had said before, um, you know, to, to create more affordability. There is a consideration there of quality of life, obviously, because then you get into what's your commute time look like? What is your uh, accessibility to some of the necessities as far as amenities are concerned, groceries, you know, schools, like all those kinds of things you need to think about as well. Um, but, you know, socially, there's also the, the consideration of, you know, new urbanism and this and the, and the turning back into cities as well. And Austin's been making a major push into mixed use development. You see it, you know, happening on all the major thoroughfares where there's commercial and then um, uh, residential above, uh, you know, and, and we can make more efforts. Austin's about to be releasing its, you know, next round of uh, land development code. And that's yeah. going to introduce a lot of changes as well to help help on the uh, infill side of things. And it should help ideally with uh, affordability too. Yeah, it's definitely a city that if you moved here, like me about a decade ago, you wouldn't, it, it's hard to recognize it today, especially the east side. Yeah. Yeah, and in just certain parts of town. So even if you're, say you're ready to buy a home, um, we talked a little bit in the first segment about identifying a good contractor, but what about a good realtor? I'll take charge on this since I am the realtor. Um, (laughs) I highly recommend, first off, as a buyer, it costs nothing for you to work with a real estate agent. So use it. It's free. That is what our um, industry, our knowledge, our expertise And for those who don't know, that's because those commissions come off on the sales side. Exactly. So that being said, no different than you shop for a lender and and you shop for um, a new builder, a contractor, interview two to three people. Don't, it's always great to ask your friends like who they've worked with and who they've had success with and why, but there's 13,000 real estate agents in Austin. Don't take the first name that's given to you um, without stacking it up against somebody. 
Well, a lot of people sometimes may think, oh, you know, I've got a good friend who's a realtor or my, you know, my cousin or my mm -hmm. mom or whatever the case may be. And, and, and while those people may be good in the sense of you may want to trust them with, you know, making these kinds of decisions, you also have to be a little bit careful, too, because this is a very sensitive process. Uh, and just like, you know, if, if you were going to do a, a build or a remodel, you know, and you're a married couple, it's always, it gets a little sensitive because like things start to come up and you don't want to, you don't want to affect any relationships you have with people, even if they're going to be your realtor as well. So sometimes it might be good to, to not necessarily just go to your, your best friend or relative. A really great statistic that I like to share with my clients is that I'm, you know, there's 13,000 real estate agents in Austin. And of those 20% of those agents do 80% of all the business in Austin. So that 20% of agents we deem as the working agents. You may know five people that have their real estate license. It's very easy to do in Austin, but you wanna make sure you are working with somebody that literally treats this industry as a full-time job because mm -hmm. those people are gonna come with the expertise and the market knowledge and the communication and everything you need to make that um, transaction as successful as possible for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, and they'll get you successfully from contract to close because there is a full process there that if somebody who's not a working agent on the constant, you know, maybe needs to grease the wheels a little bit to get back to that point. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned market conditions. And I think we maybe talked about it a little bit about building in Austin. So mm -hmm. what are some of the current market conditions right now? Well, you know, Austin is still really, I would still call it hot. I know that people are, you know, may think, oh, this isn't what it was because they're not getting, you know, the same night it goes on the market, eight multiple offers all above asking price. Uh, you know, no matter how you look at it, Austin is still on the up. We haven't even hit close to a plateau yet. And there's things to consider there. Uh, you know, like Brittany said, it is a seller's market. So you have to just take your time and be a little bit more serious before you just pull the trigger. Because being a seller's market means that, you know, you have to be more considerate about what those expenses are that you're going to be making and what you're getting yourself into before you just move forward on it. Because in a hot market, you know, everyone thinks they can build a house. Everyone thinks they can be a realtor, you know, and that's not the case. Uh, and, and what happens when markets shift is those people get flushed out because they can't survive the shifts. But that being said, you know, like I was saying, as far as know what you're getting into, something may look good on the surface. It may have great lipstick, but the reality is it's more about the bones of the construction of whether it's resale or new construction. So again, in, in a hot market, you'll see people pricing out things just because that's what the market is showing. But in reality, it may not have that value. And we have time for just one more question. Sure. Uh, so what is a process like from making an offer on a house up until closing day? I've had a few friends myself buy homes. Uh, I hear it's not the smoothest ride possible. So can you let our, our <laughs> listeners know what it is? It, it can be tricky. And, and yeah. you know, like we were saying before, uh, a lot of it has to do with doing all your research and making good choices up front. Who's going to be your lender? Who's going to be your realtor? Who are you buying from? All those things could really help you get through the process more smoothly because the lender needs to take all these multiple steps and they need to start from day one if you're going to hit the mark, especially if it's a a resale or a new construction where the home's completed, you know, you're talking about anywhere from 30 to 60 days closing on a house unless you're buying with cash. So, you know, all these things need to be prepped and ready to go. That's including your own paperwork. You need to make sure that you've 
pulled out all your financial stuff that your lender needs. So they're not calling you and asking you when you're three weeks out from closing and everyone's wondering, are we going to be able to make this happen or not? The general um, way from start to close, it look from start to closing that it looks um, on paper, you make an offer to a seller, you go back and forth on negotiations, um, the offer gets executed, eventually you agree to all terms, you move into what's called the option period, that's when the buyer has time to do their due diligence. Once you're out of option period, you move on to appraisal, um, so long as the house appraises, you're fine and you move forward to closing. If the house doesn't appraise, you go back to the table, there's some more negotiations there, and then you get to closing. No different than Aaron mentioned. Um, it is about 30 days. Standard is 30 days in Austin. New construction, um, whether it's spec home or something that's to be built, um, that can take a bit longer depending on building timelines and things like that. But Yeah, and there's, there's other things I would recommend to people. Um, you know, you want to get a home inspection. It's, it's a given. Even when you're buying a new home, even when people buy homes from us, like I totally recommend it having a third party put their eyes on it, walk around the entire house, inspect the entire thing, provide notes on things that need to be resolved, fixed, um, added, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and, and another thing would just be also just a communication. I mean, that's the that's what keeps this all going, you know, and, and you can, you're, you're your best advocate. So if you're not hearing from people, then you need to follow up. Mm -hmm. 100% communication is key in this business. Well, Brittany and Aaron, I want to thank you again for joining us on the program, and um, we'll hope to see you back soon. Great. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you so much. Again, that's Aaron Levy, the president of Townbridge Homes, and Brittany Ward, the local real estate agent with the moats at Keller Williams. To get a hold of Aaron, you can visit his website, townbridgehomes.com. And for Brittany, you can visit Sale. That about wraps it up for this segment of Ask the Experts, but don't go anywhere. We have more coming up right here on Talk 1370. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.